0: Next, in number 301, Bivens against uh, six
1: unknown agents. Welcome to Under the Color, a podcast on Bivens' claims and federal officer accountability. We are here today with Rachel Maripal. She works for the Center for Constitutional Rights and has experience arguing Bivens' cases. In particular, she argued the case Ziegler v. Abbasi in front of the Supreme Court. Rachel, could you please tell us about this case and how it came to be?
0: Yeah, sure. So when I graduated from law school back in 2002, um, my first job was with the Center for Constitutional Rights. um, And the very first case that I worked on um, after joining the center was our challenge to the post 9-11 domestic immigration detentions, you know, men who were swept up off the streets of New York and arrested in connection to the terrorism investigation, the 9-11 investigation. So these were Muslim, Arab, South Asian men who were arrested under the authority of the immigration law, but really based on um, the idea that people fitting that profile might have information um, of interest to the terrorism investigation. So the Center for Constitutional Rights brought a Bivens lawsuit against um, John Ashcroft, then Attorney General of the United States, um, Robert Mueller, then the Director of the FBI, and James Ziegler, then Commissioner of the INS. Um, And so as I jumped into that case, you know, started to learn what I had never really understood in law school, which is that... When a state official violates someone's constitutional rights, people have a way to sue for money damages. You know, you can sue that individual under a federal law called Section 1983 um, that allows people to sue state officials who violated their constitutional rights. But there's no counterpart for federal officials. Um, There's no law that says someone who's been injured by um an unconstitutional act by a federal or federal officer can file a suit to, to challenge that conduct um instead what we have are something called bivens claims um, a series of cases that started back in the um, 70s um in which the court the supreme court held that people could sue directly under the constitution um, when they'd been injured by unconstitutional acts by federal officials and so that's the world I've I've been working in really now ever since for the last 20 years.
1: And how was it working on the Ziegler v. Bossy case? And also, if you could just describe a little bit about what that case is and what it has meant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So... Um... I started working on the case right out of law school, and at this point it was called Turkman v. Ashcroft when it was in the district court. So it was a class action on behalf of individuals who'd been rounded up and detained, um, based uh, not on any reason to suspect them of ties to terrorism, not any legitimate reason, but instead based on their race, religion, ethnicity, and national origin. Um Many of the individuals uh, arrested in this way were placed in the Metropolitan Detention Center, a federal jail in Brooklyn. And they were held there in just super maximum security confinement, um, the most restrictive c- conditions of confinement that exist in the federal prison system. Um, and along with those restrictive conditions of confinement were systemically physically abused by the guards um, who, who, you know, looked after them um, for months on end until each individual was cleared of any connection to terrorism and then deported from the United States. Um, So this was sort of flipping the presumption of innocence on its head. You know, instead of innocent until proven guilty, individuals who fit the profile of the 9-11 hijackers um, were arrested and treated as if they were guilty um, until they were cleared of any wrongdoing and, and then deported. So the Center for Constitutional Rights challenged um, that treatment as violating um, equal protection, due process, Um, the First Amendment, you know, brought various claims against the high-level officials who created the policy that led to this treatment, and then people all the way down to the actual correctional officers themselves who engaged in the beatings. Um, The case sort of wound its way through the courts for the next... Well, it's still going on today, if you can believe it. Um, But ended up going up to the Supreme Court um, in 2016. Um, And because I had, you know, when I had joined the case, I was I was a baby lawyer. I was fresh out of law school, just, you know, learning from more senior attorneys how to engage in this work. Um, But by the time the case made it up to the Supreme Court, I'd been lead counsel for a while. So actually had, you know, the immense honor of getting to argue it in the Supreme Court. Um, which was an amazing experience and an absolutely terrifying experience. I don't think I've ever um, worked so hard or been so stressed in my life, um, but but really an amazing thing to get to do.
1: So after the Supreme Court issued their decision, which ultimately ended up narrowing Biven's decisions a little bit, how did you feel about this decision? And also, how was it working with Your clients, Abasi, and the the others who came with the class action, um, to kind of have this new obstacle in place.
0: Yeah, great questions. Um, So, what the Supreme Court did is really make it so that individuals who are the victim of a unconstitutional policy, and and even a clearly unconstitutional policy. Cannot get compensation in terms of money damages for what happened to them. Um, what the Supreme Court left open um, in the Ziegler decision is the idea that when an individual is harmed by sort of like a single act or um, or something that's that's not part of executive policy, maybe they can get com- get compensation. And so what that means is that you know things that impact the most people, um, the kind of unconstitutional actions that are gonna have a wide-ranging effect. There is no way for the judiciary to deter individuals in the in our government from creating policies that are clearly unconstitutional because the Supreme Court has sent them a clear message, you will not be held personally accountable. You will not have to pay for these unconstitutional actions. And you know that decision came at the very beginning of the Trump administration. At a time when I think you know many were looking at, at what was coming down the pike and thinking, boy, this is a time where we need to under, we need to send a message to the executive that you know no one is above the law and that if you create an unconstitutional policy, you will be held accountable. Instead, that you know that exact opposite message was sent. Um, now, of course, you know the clients. We're so disappointed in the ruling. Um these are individuals who have spent, you know, over 20 years now just seeking compensation and accountability for what has been widely accepted by the public as a terrible injustice. You know, the facts of what happened in the 9/11 detentions are not in dispute. Um there were a series of Office of the Inspector General reports documenting you know so documentation by the federal government to show that you know the roundups happened in um through racial and religious profiling that no one was found to have any connection to 9-11 that the detainees were placed in unnecessarily restrictive conditions that they were physically abused none of these facts are in dispute and yet there is there's no compensation there's no remedy for these harms Um, so that has been very hard And it's been an absolute inspiration to be able to represent people for for decades who are willing to sort of keep putting themselves out there, keep having to relive probably the worst experience of their lives um, again and again in in their quest to get
1: justice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I have the utmost respect for everyone who's been fighting in this. Um, And one other question for you is how do you see the future of holding federal officials accountable? Do you think that's something that can be solved through the Supreme Court? Or is that something that will kind of have to come from more Congress? Um, What are your perspectives on how this will turn out in the future?
0: The problem with Bivens can be fixed with a simple stroke of the pen. I mean, Congress has the power to make it clear that um, individuals who are Um, injured by the unconstitutional acts of federal employees should have a remedy just like those who are injured by state employees. So all that would really be required is, um, you know, a a fix to um, the statute that allows for suing state officials um, to include federal officials. Um, And this is something that, um, you know, people are working hard on to, to educate Congress about and is something that is that is being considered. So, you know, at this point, I think I think the fix will come from the legislature, not from the judiciary. Although, of course, the Supreme Court could still sort of change course and begin to view um, Bivens claims more expansively than they do now. Um, you know, it does feel like to get the legislative fix that we need. There needs to be a lot of public ac- attention and education on this issue. Um, I think most lawyers, let alone most non-lawyers, don't really understand that we don't have this protect- protection yet. I mean, it seems, it seems so strange that we wouldn't. Why? Why, get, why do we get to sue state officials who violate the Constitution and not federal officials? Why should federal officials be more protected? Um, it doesn't make any sense in our constitutional system. So I think, you know, as more people begin to understand, um, that this is a real hole in our system of accountability, um, then we can, you know, put more pressure on Congress to, to make the changes necessary.
1: And so for the general public, what would you recommend doing to take steps, um, to help with this issue? Yeah, well, I think, you know, um.
0: Really, I mean, I hate to say write to your legislatures or call your legislators because that's, you know, that's the advice people get all the time on so many issues. So here I would maybe even start a little simpler, like, especially for any college students or law students listening to this, you know, talk to your friends about the fact that this doesn't exist, you know, get a sense of like, how many people in your circles actually, you know, know that you don't have this protection if you are injured, know that this is something that we actually should focus on fighting for instead of, you know, assuming that we have. So I think we're at the level right now of just starting with conversations to educate ourselves and our friends and our communities about about the state of the law as it is right now.
1: For the public, is there anything that you would want us to know about Bivens claims in particular or about the case that you got to work on? Um, Anything that you feel like would Better help educate us to have these conversations.
0: Well, um, the case uh, Turpin v. Ashcroft, which you know became Ziegler v. Abbasi in the Supreme Court, is a long um, has been down a long legal road, um, and there is so much information there um, that I think you know is interesting to people who who care about these issues. So, if folks want to learn more, I would just encourage you to go to the Center for Constitutional Rights website. Um, and search for Turkmen v. Ashcroft. And there you can find sort of a detailed history of everything that's happened in the case so far, along with like all the original documents. So you can sort of see for yourself um, how a case like this proceeds in the courts, how it could be that, you know, more than 20 years after September 11th, um, we are still, still fighting for justice.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your experience with this and help helping enlighten us a little bit more about this issue. I have really, really appreciated getting to talk with you and getting to hear about your experience. Thank you for listening to this episode of Under the Color. If you want to learn more about Rachel Mirapol's work, go check out the Center for Constitutional Rights and look up Ziegler v. Bossi. Stay tuned for next episode.